Okay, I want to um, just preach. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a fairly short word tonight, but who knows what's going to happen. So I want to talk about Simeon's Christmas gift. Simeon's Christmas gift. Who, who knows Simeon? Does anyone know anyone named Simeon? No. It's quite an unusual name, actually. But uh, I think there's only two Simeons in the Bible that uh, I know of. So, not that I know everything, but, you know, uh, I think there's only two Simeons mentioned in the Bible. And one of them had a tribe named after him, so that's pretty significant, one of the, the sons of Jacob. Okay, so let's look at the name Simeon. What does it mean before we even get there? The name Simeon, do you know what your name means? Yes, yeah, some of us do. Anyway, Simeon means to hear or to be heard, and it means reputation. And as we go through here and have a, t <clears throat> a brief look at this man's life, because it's uh, only a few, pa few verses in the Bible in Luke chapter 2 about Simeon. There's not a lot said, but you can see quite a lot about him in just that brief um, picture that we get. So I'll give you a bit of background before we turn to the scriptures. Um, after Jesus was born, um, Joseph and Mary um, went to the temple in Jerusalem 40 days after she'd had the baby because according to Jewish law, that was a time of your purification. And I think in some cultures, there's still like a time of 40 days um, before the, the woman can really go anywhere. So. Her ritual purification after childbirth took place after 40 days. And they went to the temple to perform what's called the redemption of the firstborn son, because Jesus was the firstborn son of Mary. And so they are going to the temple to do what is right according to the law. And um, then we'll just pick it up there. So this is beforehand. She brought forth her firstborn son. So there's the clarification in verse 7. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. Okay? So this young couple were not rich. They could, you know, if they'd probably been rich, they might have been able to buy something, uh, buy their way into someone's household and buy favour. But there was no room for them at the inn. And this is kind of prophetic of the way things would be for Jesus. <laughs> uh, there's no room for him in the lives of many people as well. So it's kind of a prophetic picture. Then we go down to verse 22, and I pick it up where I was just telling you about. When the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, where they were between the time of his birth and this 40-day period, no one knows. No one really knows. But on the 40th day, they brought him to the temple as they were supposed to. It said, it's written in the law of the Lord. Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. In other words, the firstborn son was holy to the Lord and needed to be presented back to him. And that's what they are doing with Jesus here on the 40th day after his birth. So this looks like a normal picture. There was probably a lot of couples there with their baby at the time. But it says here, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just 
and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, just in that very short verse, it tells you a lot about Simeon. Just calls him a man, but there's a lot of conjecture. Some say that he was a priest, okay? Some say that he was a priest. He might have been, he may not have been, but he was at the temple at this time. But it says that he loved God. He was just and devout. In some translations, it says he was righteous and devout. Righteous means he was without sin and without guilt. In other words, he was right with God. And he was devout, which means he was someone who practiced religiously his beliefs. So he was committed to the Lord. So he loved the Lord. He was committed to him. Not only that, it says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. What does that mean? At the time, Israel was under the oppression of the Romans. And they were waiting to be set free. Consolation actually means comfort. They were waiting for the comforter, someone to comfort them, someone to save them, someone to help them. And they were looking for their Messiah, who was the Lord Jesus Christ. So they were waiting for the comfort or the freedom or the salvation of Israel. And he was waiting for that. He was aware, expecting and waiting. So he kind of knew the scriptures. He knew what was to come. And it says this, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. That's pretty powerful. There's not many mentioned in the Old Testament and coming into the New before the book of Acts, where it says the Holy Spirit was upon him. So there's something exceptional about this man. He really has a close connection with God. So this man was there in uh, Jerusalem at the same time. It says, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Wow. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. So Joseph and Mary had brought the baby Jesus into the temple. And there's this man named Simeon, possibly a priest, but this man named Simeon who loves God and has heard from God. Not only is the Holy Spirit upon him, but he hears from God. It says the Holy Spirit has told him, we're assuming told him, it says revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. It might have been in a dream, who knows? But it's, it says it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death. In other words, he's not going to die until he sees Jesus. So that's why he's waiting. He's waiting for this day, waiting for this day. <laughs> So he's waiting to see Jesus. God has spoken to him, promised him, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. Wow. So he's waiting and waiting. He's an old man at this time. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. The Holy Spirit has prompted him somehow. The Holy Spirit prompts us. Sometimes it might, it might be like a word might be like a word in our ear or a word in our heart or just a sense that we get. Or that might be a prompting like, I've, I've got this sense of urgency to do something. When we're led by the Spirit. How are you led by the Spirit? 
How are you led by the Spirit? Well, he was led by the Spirit to come into the temple at that time, on that day, at that moment, okay? It says, when the parents brought in the child Jesus, now they're not calling him baby now, after 40 days they're calling him child. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he, that Simeon, he took him up, took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God. So here is this man in the temple. Like I said, there's probably other couples with their child, that their baby's there just waiting, you know. And then this man comes along, takes the baby. <laughs> it's like, hey, mister, what are you doing with my kid? He comes in, he recognises. This is no ordinary... Jesus would have looked like any other baby there. But he knew the Holy Spirit was letting him. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Just like Samuel the prophet with young David. He's the one. That's the one. And so here is this baby who looks like everyone else there, all the other babies. But Simeon knows this is the one. He goes and he takes him up in his arms and he blesses God. It's like, wow, this is the moment I've been waiting for. He sees this baby. Oh, the <laughs> hairs on my arms are standing up. He's, he sees this baby and he knows this is the Messiah. This is the one. This is the consolation. This is the moment that I've been waiting for. This is what all Israel has been waiting for. Here and now. Whoa. And he takes the baby up in his arms. And this is what he says. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. There's the key. He did say something. It wasn't a dream, it was a word. According to your word. He's saying, Lord, now I can die in peace. Now I can go home. According to your word, I have seen with my own eyes. You said I would see him. Here he is right now. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He didn't say, look how I'm seeing the baby. I'm seeing baby Jesus. I'm seeing the Messiah. He's saying, I have seen your, your salvation, your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. He is the savior of the world. I'm holding him. I'm holding him in my hands, in my arms. He's gonna be a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel, this little baby. It's gonna bring revelation, light to the Gentiles and glory to Israel. This is the first time there's been a prophecy, the first one to prophesy about the light to the Gentiles. It's so interesting. Israel, God's chosen people have been waiting and waiting and waiting and yet here he is and this prophecy comes and it's about the Gentiles first. They're mentioned first, not Israel. Amazing. This is just like ripping open the curtains and saying, here he is, everyone. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. 
And Joseph and his mother marvelled at those things which were spoken of him. They marvelled at those things. And yet they would have known. They would have known because, remember, when the angel Gabriel came and spoke to Mary, he said all these amazing things. You're going to have the Son of God. He's going to be the Saviour. He's going to set his people free. You're going to call his name Jesus. You're going to call his name Jesus. And yet Mark, Joseph, doesn't say his father, it says Joseph, and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. What, did he, what were the three things he prophesied? He said he will save. He will save. He will bring truth to all, revelation and light to all. And he will bring glory to Israel. They have been so oppressed for so long, and even now, so oppressed. And yet, he brings glory. He will bring glory to Israel. I just had to put a picture in. <laughs> so Simeon holding the baby. Joseph, Mary, and who's that old lady there? Anna. That's Anna. Anna. <laughs> yeah. She was on the scene as well. Simeon and Anna were there. And then after he'd said these wonderful, amazing, awesome things, then it says, then Simeon blessed them. So he blessed Joseph, he blessed Mary, and then he spoke to Mary. He spoke to Mary, his mother. And he said this, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that will be spoken against. So first it was good news, and now it's like, oh, what's this all about? He's destined for the fall and the rising of many. That means many will believe and many will reject. Peter, he rose. He failed, but he rose. He denied, but he rose. Judas, he fell. For the rising and falling of many. One thief on the cross, rose. You, today you'll be in paradise with me. The other mocked, rejected, fell. Rising and falling of many. And for a sign that will be spoken against. What does that mean? That word sign actually means a target that people will shoot at. There's going to be a lot of opposition against this kid. <laughs> a lot of opposition against you. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. But Mary had already been forewarned right before this. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. In other words, you're going to feel what he feels. The rejection he feels, you're going to feel it. And the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. He's going to know the thoughts and the intents of hearts and the way that people deal with him, reject, receive, their hearts will be revealed by how they deal with Jesus. So first of all, he gives good news and then he gives some very sobering, sobering news to the mother. You know, it was a great privilege for her to be his mother. She was chosen by God, but it was a great pain Great joy, great privilege, but great pain. 
And these were the things that Simeon, this was the message that Simeon delivered. And that's all you hear about him. But that's all you need to hear about him. You know, what are the lessons that we can learn from here? We can learn to keep praying, keep waiting, keep believing. God's timing may not be our timing, but he's always right on time. And God will make sure that we are right on time. He will speak to us by his spirit, just like he spoke to Simeon that day and to Anna as well. Simeon believed what God told him. Do we believe what God tells us? Do we believe what we read in the word of God? That we are precious, that we're accepted in the beloved, that we are forgiven. Do we believe what God says to us? Simeon believed God. We need to believe God too. You know, we need to keep believing God even if things take a little bit longer than we think they should. <laughs> Sometimes we think, God, now's the time. But he's saying, just wait. Just wait. I promised you, just wait. Okay? And as you wait on the Lord, the promise will come to pass and the joy will be great. Just like, I can't imagine the joy that he would have felt when he was holding that child. You know, Simeon was waiting and he was looking forward to the coming of the Lord. We need to continue to look forward, not look back, not look sideways, not be distracted, not be tempted, but keep looking forward to the coming of the Lord, to the coming of the Lord. And the last thing that really impressed me about this, I was thinking about it, you know, a lot of people would be going, oh, I'm so jealous of Simeon. How awesome it must have been to hold that baby Jesus, to hold prophetic fulfillment, the promise of God, the Messiah. How jealous could you be? But you know what? Instead of holding Jesus, we have a better position. He holds us. He holds us. He holds us. In Isaiah 30 verse 18 it says this, Therefore the Lord will wait, so he waits too, that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted, that he may have mercy on you, for the Lord is a God of justice. And then in, verse, in Isaiah 40, it says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm. I love that. He just does this. Gathers us up. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. He carries us close, okay? And gently lead those who are with young. You know, that's a picture of the Lord. Like I said, we don't want to be wanting what Simeon had. What Simeon had, Simeon had. But what we've got, I think, is even greater. Even greater than holding the Lord is having the Lord hold us. Amen. Father, I just thank you for your awesome word. Lord, we just thank you that at this Christmas time, the gift that Simeon had was to just 
see you, to hold you, and to experience the fulfillment of the promise that you had made to him. Lord, I pray that not just at Christmas, but every day, every day of our lives, that we would have that wonderful privilege of knowing that you hold us and that you still keep your promises, that there is that fulfillment because you are merciful, you are good, you are faithful. You are so, so good. And Lord, even as Simeon looked forward to your first coming, Lord, we look forward to your return. We wait, we wait patiently, we trust, we believe, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for these wonderful stories that lead us and guide us and give us great hope. We just bless you, bless you, bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Say hi to somebody. Have a good night. Have a great week. Don't go rushing around too much. <laughs>